Welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. This is Motivational Monday, as you are well aware, and I'm excited to welcome a very special guest on the show with us today. His name is Dr. Dakota Stroll. He is a physical therapist. He works at Robbins PT West in uh, Pennsylvania. Great guy, great work ethic, and his work ethic and discipline has gotten him very far in life. Uh, not only has he succeeded in you know graduating, getting that coveted doctor title, and getting a job, he actually scored perfectly on his board exams, which is pretty much unheard of. Very rare feat and all that. So I'm excited to uh, be releasing this conversation that we had about, you know, work ethic, discipline, his personal drive and motivation, and how he became so successful. Hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening. All right, Dakota, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Dan. It's been it's an honor to be with you today. So today, obviously, Motivation Monday, and we're going to be talking about your story through grad school, because obviously it's not an easy road to push through an accelerated doctorate program six years. Uh, obviously, you made it, and not only did you make it and survive, but you thrived. Uh, you literally scored perfectly on the board exam, which is a feat in itself. So let's dive into that. What obstacles did you face along that way? I feel like the biggest obstacle, man, is just the time really that it takes. And you know this personally, since you're in the program now yourself, is just the time and the dedication towards it, you know, putting that time away. And I know you always talk about good time management, right? Good discipline on what you want. You can make the time for whatever you want. That's like the number one excuse for people, right? Oh, I don't have time for this. So it's just that's the biggest thing is you got to put the time out there to study, to sit down, to do it. And you have to be unruly when it comes to doing it, right? You have to be ultra focused. And then at the same time, kind of taking a step back and give yourself some breaks from that. So I feel like that to me was the biggest obstacle is actually telling yourself, okay, I have to do this. And not only do you have to, I feel like that's sometimes can be a bad way to say it. It's I want to do this, right? I get to do this. So putting a positive mindset, been on it will just really get you to a different place when it comes to having to study. Right. It's almost like you have to develop like a savage work ethic, so to speak, uh, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. You literally have to attack it like an animal attacks something. And, you know, when you focus on whatever you're trying to do, whether it's grad school or whatever task you're currently working on, and you attack it all out like, um, you know, this is your last chance, last opportunity. I just always think of like finals week. You have that savage work ethic. It's go, go, go. It's do or die. And if you can take that energy and approach every day like that, I mean, life just becomes limitless. Oh, totally, man. I cannot agree more. I think most people get caught up on what they have still left in front of them. And, and I always try to be more of an optimistic guy. And mm -hmm. I think the worst thing you can do is feel like you're David staring at Goliath and you have feel like you're alone and helpless at this task at hand, right? It's like, I mean, I remember you guys didn't have to do it, but I remember what the, the biggest, you know, kind of like intro to PT school was at the end of the one semester, you had like the grinder week where you had the, the three practicals in one 
and all these exams in the first week, and it was just like crazy. I mean, we had, I, I remember I had two weeks of finals. We got four exams one week and four exams the next. I mean, it mm-hmm. could not be any more daunting, but the moment you get done with one, it's like, okay, back to the drawing board, next one. Yep. You know, and when you're done with that one, it's like, okay, you know, quarter of the way down. It's just literally attacking and just not stopping. I mean, it's it takes, it definitely forces you to go somewhere where you don't think that you personally can go. And that's just the biggest thing that develops. It's just this killer mentality to have to just say, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to grind it out and do my best. And I'd imagine once you put that in motion, it's a lot easier to remain in motion. I know a lot of people struggle uh, with mental health and anxiety and that sort of thing. And I've noticed this trend amongst those people where they kind of roller coaster and yo-yo through their semester. You know, they'll work really hard a week before the exam, get a grade, and then, you know, back off for another week. And it's just constant back and forth, back and forth. Um, so have you noticed similar things or felt similar things or? Dude, I, I will say that like says me to the T actually in terms of, it, I always do my worst to start the semester off, right? You're off summer break, mm-hmm. you come back, your, your brain is, is in a different spot, right? It's been relaxing or been doing something else, whether it's your summer job that you've been working or whatever it else is that sets your life on fire when you're not in school, right? And then you come back to school and it's like, damn, I have to sit down and do this again. And you start to get into it. And I know for me personally, first exam is always the hardest. <laughs> You'll get a kick out of this. So <laughs> the first, first muscular exam I took, I did okay in, in uh, Dr. Epler's shout out, Dr. Epler, the biomechanics <laughs> class. And I thought, oh, I'll be able to do fine with musculo. Like, you know, I love health and fitness. We're going to talk about this later in the other podcast. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'll be fine. I did a CrossFit competition, man. The first weekend that I had an exam for her, like the following Monday, I did not do well. I would not recommend that to everybody. I, you know, <laughs> and, and you already told, said to people, you know, I scored, scored perfect on the exam. So there's definitely mistakes to be made, but then lessons to be learned, you know. So it's, but it, it takes just this, you know, I looked at that and I thought, man, I didn't do so hot. Maybe I shouldn't do that. So I just changed some stuff up and attacked it. You know, I didn't let it, you know, hinder me. I mean, it definitely made me nervous, but you know, you just have to kind of live with what you got there and and just can't keep pushing through. Right. And it sounds like you kept your focus on that end goal, the end game of getting your uh, DPT, getting to the licensure exam, passing that um, that sort of thing. You're not getting caught up in the little hiccups of daily life or the daily semester, so to speak. Oh, totally. I mean, just personally, I mean, it, the whole the whole three years really were, you know, grueling to a point. But and, and I never considered myself an anxious person, but I definitely had, you know, anxious moments where, you know, you get nervous about how you did and, and because you care so much. Right. It's not that you're anxious just because you want to succeed, but it's because of this deep desire to, to succeed and put your best foot forward and not only for yourself, but then, you know, for the people that are supporting you along the way, you know, I'm sure you can really relate to that where it's family and friends that want to see you succeed. And those are the people you want to take with you to that next step, right? It's like you're building yourself to build others around you as well. So uh, I definitely think that, the anxiety is something that I think people need to, it's hard to come to grips with, but if you can spin it in a better light for yourself saying, Hey, this is normal. Everybody feels like this. And like, why do I feel like this? Right. Really be self-reflective. I think that's the worst thing people can do is feel a certain way and not understand why they feel that way. I I know that you talk a lot about, you know, mental health and, and personal 
um, performance in terms of how people feel about themselves is how they're going to perform. And that's really the truth. Is and it's like if people don't reflect on how they feel and why they feel that way, their their performance is going to suffer. I mean, they're just going to be stuck in this circular spinning motion and not going anywhere. You know, they're going to be stuck where they're at. Right. Um, I always like to say emotional intelligence is the name of the game. If you can understand what you're feeling and why you're feeling that way, then you have a huge advantage in anything, whether it's physical, mental, um, whatever kind of thing you're working towards. Uh, if you can control the emotional aspect of it, you are pretty much guaranteed to win. And I mean, we see this in sports all the time. You see, you know, football guys will get in each other's heads and the other one will just shut down completely. And, you know, the game's over after that. You just, you control the emotional environment and everything else follows suit. So with that, you've talked a little bit there about having that desire to succeed, not just for yourself, but for those around you too. What are some things that you've done to kind of cultivate that mindset and just kind of keep that fire burning, so to speak? How do you get to that point where you're emotionally intelligent? How do you keep moving forward? So two things that definitely have helped me um, in the past and, and especially recently is one thing that you have to do is give positive self-talk. I know that um, my boss that I currently work for uh, right now, Travis Robbins, uh, he, the one thing, you know, when I started to study for my exam and he asked me about working part-time before like leading up to taking the boards was, Hey man, if, if you have a positive attitude, you can do anything. You know, it's just basically like you can't let the negative self-talk in your head. That's normally there overcome the positive self-talk that is still there. That's still inside you. You know, there's really undeniable belief in yourself that you're going to succeed and you're going to pass, you know, whether it's by one point or, you know, fortunately my point, I didn't have to, I guess, worry about that at all. You know, <laughs> I passed with a hundred. So, you know, it's, it's crazy, but I think that's the biggest thing is just, you can overcome and conquer with that positive mindset and strong belief in your own self-success. And the other thing is, man, I, I will tell you, I think the worst thing people do is don't make time for themselves. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's, you know, I, I don't know about you. I love Jocko Willink. Mm -hmm. I love listening to some of his podcasts. And I like, I, I got extreme ownership that I want to read. I already read Dichotomy of Leadership. And that's like the best examples. You know, this discipline, if people are too disciplined, they're too focused, they get stuck in this narrow point of view. But if you're not disciplined at all, then you don't really care. You don't set time away, right? But it's this balance of being disciplined, knowing the task at hand, but yet making time for yourself, peeling back and giving yourself a mental health break. Because that's the thing is, Everybody would ask me in PT school, I'm sure you probably have kids in your class or the same way where they say, man, I don't know how you make time to study. It's like, I don't make time to study I or make time to work out. I don't want to make time for workout. I have to. Like, mm -hmm. it's something that I know gives me fuel mentally, physically, emotionally, and helps me actually maintain focus rather than lose focus. You know, I know that if I didn't do it, even finals week, man, I just... If I had to go sit on the assault bike for 30 minutes in the gym with my notes in front of me, I'm sitting on the assault bikes for 30 minutes with my notes a little bit. You know, if I really need, was, felt like I was short on time. But other than that, I was making sure I was sticking with at least an hour in the gym, mobilizing, working out, kicking my butt, and getting back at the notes after that. You know, it, it's about making time for yourself. You know, even if you don't feel like exercising is your thing, get up and, and walk. You know, like you, 
haven't talked about the importance of even just taking a 10 minute walk break, right? How important that is for our physical and our mental health, emotional health. Just do something like that. You, you know, there's something, if you don't, can't get to the gym because of COVID right now, do push-ups, do sit-ups, do squats, just move your body. I mean, it's not hard, you know, just get, do some yoga. Like yoga is literally your body in one area and do some yoga flow. You can find YouTube videos online that are free, easy to do. You know, it's all accessible. There's no, there's literally no excuse. No excuse at all. I couldn't agree more. Um, And with that too, you know, if you're someone who maybe you're in grad school, maybe you're in undergrad, whatever walk of life you're in, and you're like, you know, I don't have one hour block that I can dedicate and I can't get up early, or maybe you're already getting up at four or five in the morning. Maybe you're up until nine, 10 at night. Maybe you actually don't have that block. I like to use what's called the Pomodoro for studying and work, which is a 25 minute on cycle, followed by a five minute off cycle. And the reason for that is studies have shown after 30 minutes of doing something, your attention span is gone. Your effectiveness is to the floor at that point. So why not take a little five minute break, reset and start over again? Keeps you more effective, keeps you more efficient, focused, that sort of thing. Well, in those five minutes, If you did that for 10 hours a day, that's 10 minutes times 10 hours. So there's almost two hours of opportunity you could do some kind of physical fitness in, whether it's walking or, you know, some kind of uh, standing endurance kind of thing. You could literally stand and just do high knees for five minutes. And trust me, it will kick your butt. We use it in physical therapy, two minute step, uh, two minute step test, I think it is. Um, something similar to that. Um, you can literally kick your butt in five minutes. Um, so don't think, you know, you need to have a one hour block set aside in order to make these things happen. Um, so with that, what are your kind of big key takeaways from this? What, you know, three, four things, two, three, four things. Do you want someone listening to this to take away, hold near and dear to their heart and kind of use moving forward in their daily lives so key takeaway number one would have to be you have to set a goal Mm -hmm. man if you don't have a goal you do not know where you're going that's just plain and simple i mean as simple as it gets you can only go where you know you want to go right it's like if you don't have a goal you can't have a plan if you don't have a plan you're stuck in the same spot right we talked about earlier if you know, this person it finds it hard to study, right? Because maybe they just don't have a goal, right? It's like, maybe they're not motivated. What gives them this motivation? What gives them this purpose? And a map with roads doesn't mean anything if you aren't sure which ones to take, right? So if you mm-hmm. can't take the roads that get you to your destination, you will never, ever know where to go. And you're stuck to sit in your car on, on park, you know? So really the next thing, you know, on top of that is just, you know, after you set the goal, you have to set the plan, build the time out to grind away. You know, I worked part-time three days a week as I think it was I think I ended up working 22 or 23 hours something like that so Monday Wednesday I pretty much worked all day Friday I would work part of the day I think I would work to like three or four but you know starting at like nine or something like that so I told myself on Monday Wednesday because I would pretty much work either like nine or ten hour days those days I wouldn't study those days what I would do is I would 
be disciplined. And in the car on my commute, I would listen to PT podcasts that were related to uh, the board's exams. So mm-hmm. talking about board questions and going over really, you know, nitty gritty details. You know, there were 10 minute podcasts, so I could get through like three in one commute, right? Three down, three back. I listen to those things on freaking repeat. I mean, I would have those things downloaded. I'd be going through. Then on Tuesday, Thursday, that was my time, you know, set down that discipline. I would say, okay, I'm going to get myself, I'm going to study in the morning for a little bit. I'm going to get my workout in in the morning. I'm going to study until about dinner and then lights out, you know, get prepared for the next day. So it's just, again, that discipline that takes when you have a set plan, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be, and I feel like I'm fortunate, you know, again, we talked about this earlier where people say, oh, I have 10 hours to study. They think they're going to study for 10 hours, 30 minutes. The research shows, right. That they're, that they already lose focus. So in my mind, knowing these things helps you become more efficient at studying mm-hmm. because I know all the time I would see my friend, my friend would be like, Oh man, I studied for like 10 hours. I'm like, dude, I walked by you three times and you're on your phone. Instead of being on your phone, mind numbingly scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Facebook, getting agitated, aggravated, finding yourself mind numbing, not bettering yourself at all. Exactly what we said. Get up, go for a walk, five minutes, right? Come back. Makes you a better person and just more efficient. Then my last thing I would say for a takeaway is you just kind of know your strengths, but then you have to know more about your weaknesses, man. That is Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. And I'm sure you feel this way when you're in a class that's talking about, you know, functional fitness and musculoskeletal aspects you feel like the freaking king right because that's what you're into i mean that's just what's easy for your mind to absorb and understand because that's just what you get down with right Mm -hmm. for me i knew i wasn't going to be great at neuro you know neuro was a little bit harder i liked it didn't mean i was great at it so you know what i did i didn't spend hours on end on what i was good at i had to be confident in that we talked about earlier being confident in what you do know so if I felt confident in muscular, I wasn't going to study that as much, right? I'm going to put mm-hmm. my eggs in this basket saying, if there's something that I need to work at, it's this. So that's the biggest thing. And, and knowing your weaknesses doesn't make you weak. It makes you get better. It makes you less vulnerable to what's going on. It should build your confidence, not break it down. And I think that's where people get lost is they think, oh, I have these weaknesses. They just focus on it. It's this ne- Again, negative self-talk. They go into this. They've got negative self-talk. Oh, man, I'm going to bomb that. Why don't you say – if I put all this time and effort, it's going to work out, you know, just spin a positive light. So those would be my biggest takeaways. Right. You're only as strong as your weakest link. I like that. That is great advice from a very young yet extremely successful individual. And as you know, you can find Dakota on Instagram and LinkedIn and all these other places. I'm going to link to all of them in the show notes uh, and the comments below. So if you have any questions or want to reach out to him, you can get a hold of him. Otherwise, thanks for listening to this episode of the Brawn Body Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you on Wednesday for part two, where Dakota is going to go over Olympic lifting, CrossFit, and more.